Welcome to Think Smart, Feel Smart, Live Smart. I'm V. Vincy, Registered Counselor, Relationship and Family Therapist and Founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. This podcast aims to break down the overwhelm of life and equip you with a toolbox of knowledge, tips and tricks to help you live your best life. This raw, real and unproduced podcast uses audio taken from my weekly live broadcast in the HQCS Community Facebook group. You can find a link to the community in the episode notes. It's free to join. Now let's get started. No, such a powerful little word. And as toddlers, we all seem to have no trouble using it. No, you can't have my toy. And no, I don't want to eat those vegetables. And sometimes, just no, because they can. And yet somewhere along the line, many of us turn into adults who seem to have an absolute allergy to saying no. Or if we do say it, it's watered down. It's a weak version that nobody takes seriously. We say yes to events that we don't want to attend, favours that we don't want to do, nights out with people we aren't even sure we like, food we don't really want and jobs we hate, and the list goes on. So how do we end up someone who can't say no to others and at what cost to ourselves? Why you can't say no when you need to? What is this all about? The inability to say no is directly linked to the need to seek approval from others. But that poses another question. How the hell do we end up the sort of adults who crave the positive opinion of others? Now, often it's going to stem back from childhood, that old chestnut, where we didn't feel we could get love simply by being ourselves. Somehow, despite their really best efforts and intentions, our parents or caretakers left us feeling as we had to, uh, you know, conform or perform to earn affection. So here are some examples of parenting that can leave you a bit of a people pleaser, all right? Strict parenting, where you were rewarded for meeting expectations and shown displeasure if you didn't. Mixed message parenting. It's lenient one moment, then demanding the next, where you decided it was best to conform over risk rejection. All right? Then we've got distracted parenting, uh, where your caretaker suffered with a difficult relationship, stress or depression, and you learned to fit to their needs rather than become another stress for them. That's a really big one that we've got with some kids today. You know, there's a lot of pressure on parents, and we often say we'll hide it from the kids. But the kids see it, man. The kids can see this stuff. Unresolved parenting. Now, this is another interesting one. Where your parent has not solved their personal issues with their own parents and thus played out their faulty family dynamics with you. So we call that a family virus. It's something that gets handed down from generation to generation that nobody really wants. No one even knows it's being packed into the old placenta on the way out. It's just all in there and nobody knows about it. Next one, insecure parenting, where a parent doesn't love themselves and uses their child to store up and to shore up self-esteem. So basically you're putting everything that you want into your child, leaving them pressured to make you feel good. Now, becoming an adult 
who can't say no to others, you know, can come from society or cultural influences and can be mimicked behaviour. Examples are strict religious upbringings where it was taught women exist to please men or growing up in an economically challenged environment such as watching your single parent please unkind employers in order to get ahead and survive. But why say no? Isn't saying yes what makes life exciting? Sure, if you're saying yes to the exciting things you really want that are in line with your life goals and values, but not if you're saying yes to things because you think you should or because it can't do any harm or you might as well, or because your partner or best friend suggested it, or because it's something your family always does. In other words, saying no is not a good thing if it's a form of self-sacrifice that takes you further and further away from knowing what your own wants and needs even are, okay? So what's the cost of never saying no? I use this analogy a lot in, in my office and we always look at the financial cost of things but we don't realise that there is both an emotional and a psychological ledger as well. So what are those costs for not saying no? I bet there are a few of you already looking at answering the question now. Never saying no may come at a much higher price than you might realise. Now I'm not sure if any of these will surprise you, but sometimes we see the effects of a situation without really being able to recognise the starting point. So here goes. Number one, relationship problems. Hello, biggest topic that everybody comes to me with. Now that's not just intimate relationships, you know, but I mean people come to me, this is across the board. When I have couples come in, one of the first things I use is a balancing tool to look at where time and energy is going. And it's super interesting when you see that energy is being placed in an area that is out of whack. And if you ask why, why is, there, uh, why is this energy or time out of whack, guess what they tell me? Well, I just can't say no to my mum, dad, sister, friend. Replace it as you will. It might seem to you or may think it will make you or you might think that it will make your relationships better if you always say yes to the love to the one you love or to good friends but in the long run whether you admit it to yourself or not you are going to start feeling manipulated and here is the absolute kicker if you can't say no it's likely you are not actually being honest with your partner or friends about your real feelings and this actually undermines a solid relationship. Instead, you might resort to passive aggressive behavior in order to win back some of the energy you are letting your partner, friends or colleagues take. This might feel fair at first, but in the long run, it can leave you feeling bad about yourself and leave others losing their respect and interest for you. If you can't be honest with the people you love, it can lead to a trust issue in those relationships. And they may begin to question things that you have told them previously. It can lead people to questioning, uh, it can lead people into questioning your motives. And hello there, we're back to that old chestnut. And this may be where we board the train to feeling bad, self-doubt, blind spots and the like. It all starts, it can literally start because we are not being honest. Now, if you can't say those two little letters, 
then how are you going to open up about the big stuff? And then there is the unavoidable question, what sort of person wants to always be told yes? Are they healthy themselves? Inevitably, such friendships or romances, they're going to be codependent and both parties are not going to be coming from a healthy place. So that's one of the first things that um, not being able to say no can cost you relationship problems. Number two, anxiety. As the time and energy to accomplish uh, your own goals is surely and steadily eaten up by other people's demands, you can often begin to experience anxiety attacks. So we've looked at anxiety in these topics before and we've focused on anxiety, alerting us to a problem that we either don't recognize or we don't want to see. But anxiety can happen because on an unconscious level, you are aware that you are moving farther and farther away from achieving your personal goals and creating the life you actually really want. Number three, stress. The more time you spend doing things for others, the less time you have for yourself. And this means that you have less time to get done what you need to, leaving you constantly experiencing low stress as you try to fit in what you need or rush through the things that you're meant to enjoy. Number four, depression. Always giving into the demands of others can really make you secretly feel bad about yourself and leads to you know, really low self-esteem. And low self-esteem is one of the leading symptoms of depression. So much so, it's still debated which one comes first, depression or low self-esteem. That's something to think about. Number five, a lack of personal identity. Now remember, this is what I'm talking about. What does saying no cost you? It can cost you a lack of personal identity. If we don't focus on what we really want, and spend all of our time doing what others want, is it possible to eventually not even know what we want? Yeah, because everyone comes to me every day with, I just don't know what I want. I don't know what I want to do. Okay. Basically, you can become so numb from doing what others want and expect that you don't even know what to do and don't like what you're doing and don't even like who you have become. Number six, now this is going to go right into the relationships because when we start to affect relationships, one of the obviously the major relationships that we can affect by not saying no is breakups and, and we end up with breakups and divorce. So it's going to affect our intimate relationships, absolutely. So saying yes can seem to make you closer to a partner at first, but inevitably it's going to lead to fights as hidden resentments come to the surface. The fights might seem to be irrelevant and about little things, but really they aren't. There is nothing little about acting like a martyr or self-sacrificing. As mentioned, it's often a deeply entrenched pattern that goes right back to childhood. And the more your partner demands from you, the more old memories might be triggered, which can lead to even more distance between you and disagreements. Without the right help, an inability to say no can lead to patterns that drive someone else away. And it can also lead to codependent behaviours that leave your self-esteem so low that you want to break up or divorce yourself. So number seven, and this should come as no surprise, if all of those other factors are in play, and that's the thing with this list, 
it might not just be one and it's certainly not, well, this will happen first and this will happen next. You're probably going to have a gamut of all of them going on. And if you add up a few of them, even just a few at some point, you are going to find yourself hitting the proverbial wall. And if you always have low-grade colds or flus, you don't sleep well and feel tired often, then you have to ask yourself, am I heading to burnout? All right? And that's where, if I look at when we started COVID, and I think I might have mentioned this last week, we were burnt out. COVID was really a nice sort of interlude to start with once everyone got over the fear and the lockdown was only for a few weeks in in WA in particular everyone actually got to have a rest we were seriously burnt out now what happens is invariably I end up hearing one of two statements when I ask people why can't you say no number one but doesn't saying no to others hurt their feelings That's one of them I hear. The other one is, I can't say no because I don't want to hurt them. Same, same, but different. When we say no to someone because we genuinely don't want to do something or know it would be difficult for us, it might temporarily leave them disgruntled or pissed off. But it also means that they will have a more enjoyable experience when they find someone who really does want to and can help them. All right, so saying yes when deep down you don't want to means you are essentially lying to someone in many cases they will eventually sense your lack of enthusiasm and they might feel guilty or even angry at you for saying yes and feeling lied to or not being able to trust you well that ends up hurting someone in the long term more than saying no to them ever could okay so if all of these are reasons to say no and the word is so simple Why do people have so much trouble saying it? And that's probably the crux. Not everyone will be open to confrontation. And the reality is that saying no can either be confrontational for some people or it creates confrontation. And it's essentially this that people avoid rather than the word itself. This feeds into people's fight or flight response, neither of which is right or wrong. They're just different. And understanding the difference will help you with how to say no. So part of that's going to figure out what am I, fight or flight? Okay, so what I mentioned a few weeks ago, which intrigued everyone, and was saying um, that there are actually, I was saying that there was actually a, a number of ways to say no. There's five, in fact, and depending on your personality type, one of them will feel more comfortable to you. And seriously, when you become aware of them, It opens up a whole new world of empowerment. Another thing we never learned in school, hey? So here they are, the direct no. When someone asks you to do something you don't want to do, just say no. The aim is to say no without apology, without apologising. The other person has the problem, but you do not have to allow him or her to pass it on to you. This Technique can be quite forceful and can be effective with salespeople. And I think there will be no surprises that this is my no. So when people first started to come to me as clients and I told them, and they told me that they couldn't say no, I was like, what the? It's probably why I looked into finding ways to help them as it was quite foreign to me. So the next one, the reflecting no. Okay, this technique involves 
acknowledging the content and feeling of the request, then adding your assertive refusal at the end. So for example, I know you want to talk to me about organising the department review, but I can't do lunch today. Or I know you're looking forward to a walk this afternoon, but I can't come. It doesn't come with an added, but I can do it tomorrow. It just reflects what someone is wanting so that they are heard and then still allows you to do what you want to do. The next one, the reasoned no. Now, in this technique, you give a very brief and genuine reason why you are saying no. For example, I can't have lunch with you today because I have a report that needs to be finished by tomorrow. So basically, it's an explanation. But I'm going to give a bit of a warning with this one. Be careful. So let's just say who I have a very beautiful family member who shall remain unnamed who defaults to this one. It sometimes leads to a very big case of verbal diarrhea that goes on to justify all the reasons they can't and then adds in, but I'll do it on such and such, essentially defeating the entire purpose. If you choose this one, make sure you follow the guideline. Reflect back what they want. I can't have lunch with you and state one reason only. I have a report to do. That's it. Now, the next one is the rain check no. So this one is actually not a definite no. It's a way of saying no to the request at the present moment, but leaves room for saying yes in the future. Only use it if you genuinely want to meet the request. For example, I can't have lunch with you today, but I could make it sometime next week. This is how the reasoned no can become muddled. All right, so you must really ask yourself, do I want to do this right now or do I never want to do it? If you never want to do it, then you must use the reasoned no, which is an explanation but does not offer anything else. If you are happy to maybe go one day, then use the rain check no. Okay, the next one is called the inquiring no. So as with the rain check, this is actually not a definite no. It's a way of opening up the request to see if there is another way that it could be met. So for example, is there any other time you'd like to go? So repeat the rule above. Do I want to do this right now or do I never want to do it? Okay, so you're saying, I can't have lunch with you today, but is there another time that we could do it? All right, so you're buying a little bit of time, but eventually you're going to say yes. But don't say it. So I'm going to have to say again, if, you, if your answer is I never want to do it, go back to the reasoned no or one of the more direct ones. Now, this one, I actually really love this. Actually, I love looking at this one, but I hate hearing it, okay? And this one, we have all heard it before. So, the broken record, no. 
This can be used in a whole wide range of situations. You just repeat the simple statement of refusal over and over and over again. No explanation, just repeat it. It is particularly good for pers persistent requests. So let's use an example and call them Francis and Anna. So Francis says, let's have lunch. And Anna says, no, I can't have lunch with you. And Francis says, oh, please, it won't take long. And Anna says, no, I can't have lunch with you. And Francis says, oh, go on, I'll pay. And Anna says, no, I can't have lunch with you. That's the broken record no. I love it. Now, what's interesting about these five, way, uh, five ways to say no is that you've probably actually used some of them or all of them already. We just sometimes have trouble using them with different people. So, for example, I can pretty much guarantee those of us with kids have heard the broken record no and used the broken record no. Okay? And for those of you without kids who are sitting smugly thinking, well, I don't use that one, I want you to think about a time when either you or your partner didn't want sex. Yep, the broken record no, we've all been there. Have a think about what comes naturally and what doesn't and if it relates to certain circumstances or people and then guess what? Pick a no and use it. Remember, when you say no to others and things that you don't want, you are saying something, you are saying yes to something better. You're saying yes to you. Next week, we are looking at boundaries because let's face it, if you can't say no, it's likely you will have a boundary issue too. Like I said, just keeping it real. So I actually really hope that you did get some really good information out of this one because the handout will give you all the ways to say no. And I know that depending on your fight or flight response, the no can be really, really difficult. And you know, sometimes even with me, I, I do the direct no all the time. And um, sometimes that's not great either because everyone just hears no. I, I use the direct no to buy myself time. You guys are awesome. So boundaries next week, that'll be fun as well because it sort of all links in with this. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. See you next week. Adios.